guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Single Moms podcast. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today we've got a magnificent lady from Texas, um, Andrea. She's got her own um, platform, her own LLC. It's called Single Mother Foundation. She is a life coach. And the reason why I actually reached out to her is because she's got her own book called Single Mothers for the Win. And when I saw the title, I just loved it because oftentimes I feel like in society, as soon as you hear the single mother title, it's kind of like your runner up. So I love the fact that you wrote that book, Single Mothers for the Win. We are going for frigging gold. So please tell the audience a bit about yourself, your LLC, your book, your single mama journey, your energy on your page is just phenomenal. So yeah, tell us a bit about you. So I'm originally from San Diego, California. I just resigned in Texas. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so a little bit about me. I am a single mother and um, let's take it back. I'm gonna give you the brief story because I can go on and talk about me all day, but I want to get down to the, to the bulk of me and my platform and what I'm trying to do or no, 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 what I'm going to do. So, um, I was, I have my baby, I have two sons. I'm a single mother of two boys, now 13 and a 10. And let's take it back 13 years ago when I was, you know, before the kids married with my baby's father. And um, sometimes as women, we think just because we have a baby with a man, we're supposed to marry him. So long story short, it didn't work out. um, And I was alone and I had to do what I had to do for me and my kids. And what that looked for me was providing, you know, working two jobs, paying bills, but Khalif, I was just barely making it. And I didn't like that. Mm. I didn't like, I didn't like, okay, if I don't, don't come to work and, you know, I'm short on my check. And then it's just a trickle down effect to where I'm not getting to where I needed to be. So I knew something had to change. Yeah. Um, and my breaking point was when I was tired and I was burnt out and I couldn't spend time with my kids. My lifestyle wasn't where I wanted to be. I gained all this weight And I said, oh, no, if I keep on continuing to do this, then I'm not going to be the best mom I can be for my kids. Um, So I went ahead and uh, I left California and I moved to Texas. And what I can say was the best decision I ever made. And during the transition, I was trying to find my purpose and what I was, you know, supposed to do here. And that's where my brand came and birthed my brand and helping single mothers who was in the dark come to the light. Did you have any support in Texas or did you move for, why, why nope. Texas? No, no support, no support. So what it was, I was applying for jobs everywhere. Um, Texas, Arizona, Nevada, you know, but the job in Austin, Texas called me back first. So I'm like, that's where I'm going. Wow. <laughs> so I applied everywhere um, when I was, I said that I wanted to move in a different state. And then I just started branching out to the closest states to California. And Texas was the one who called me back first. Um, when I say applying, I mean aggressively. I had a couple interviews here and there, hit and miss. You know how the interview process is go, 
goes, um, especially out of state and, you know, the whole transition. One thing I can say when you're moving across state, make sure you have a job first. You do not want to drive to another state and don't have your ducks in a row because it's the worst. Do not do that. Make sure you have a job, your place, your foundation, and then you're just moving in with your start date, you know, have everything in line as much as you can um, before you leave. I know I was almost desperate to just leave the situation I was, kind of felt like I was running from my past, but I had to go through that and make sure I had some income coming in for me and my kids. Wow. So how, how have you found being a single mom of two then? Ooh, um, for the most part, um, I'm to the point to where if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. So I, I put myself in the position to know, unfortunately, you know, it's all, I'm all I have. My kids, is, you know, I'm all that they have. So mm-hmm. I put that on my, my, my shoulders. Not proudly because you know what, at the end of the day, I don't think it is a woman's job to do everything her own, but, but because I am in this position, I have to do what I have to do. Yeah. You know, I get why some women stay in toxic relationships and don't want to be alone and don't want to leave their partner because of it's, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy being a single mom. But I knew if I would have stayed in that situation, it would have never been better. So I was willing to take the chance, you know, and take the gamble and, and succeeding, you know, showing my kids, you know, okay, you know what? It didn't work out with me and your father, but guess what? I'm going to do the best that I can. And we're going to meet some men along the way to fill in the gaps. And I'm talking about coaches, you know, mentors, you know, people from the church, you know, to, 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 to fill in the gaps where I, I, I can't do it because I would never try to be that part in my son's life because I got two boys. It's not like I have daughters. So I have two boys yeah. um, who need that male figure. And I think it's so important. Single mothers understand that when it goes to raising men, um, they're not, they're not our partners. They're our kids. Yes, yeah, definitely. It's funny that you just said that they're not our partners, they are kids. I remember I went, my one of my very close girlfriends, her and her husband, they're both pastors. And um, I went, they do this like Bible study thing weekly. And I remember I went when my son was really young, he was maybe around one years old at that time. As soon as I went in, that there was a guest pastor that was at their house, and he said to me, your make he said to me where's the father of your child it was really rude he was like where's the father of your child I was like I'm a single mom and he said to me make sure you don't marry your son and I was like what do you mean I shouldn't marry my son he said that that's what that's the trap that a lot of single moms fall into they marry their children and then mm-hmm. I said I said to him okay and he said watch this and he said okay I'm gonna stand up stand, come and stand next to me and then um I I stood next to him and then my son came came like he wanted me to carry him and he said this is what I'm talking about he I, I get I, I understood what he was saying but I just didn't like the light in which he was saying it not every mother wants to marry delivery. their son or not mm-hmm. yeah not every yeah the delivery that's that's right so I really get what you say in regards to carving out yeah you need to carve out your own life so you don't become that meddling mother-in-law <laughs> Yes. Well, yeah. You still need to. You still need to raise your kids and love them and try your best. Yeah, yeah. of course. But there is there is definitely a thin line between overbearing mums and loving mum. Being a loving mum, we need to know the balance. Mm -hmm you know mm-hmm. it's hard and sometimes give your kid, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then give your your kids that space to be independent um and self-sufficient I think that's so important too um and I tell my kids I said all the time I said one day what if I'm not here what are you gonna do mm-hmm. you know 
you know, it's crazy, but you never know what can happen. Yeah. Um, but but that bond is there with me and my sons, and um, we've been chugging along um, all this time. Mm-hmm. And I birthed my foundation. I said, I think I have a space where I can help other single mothers, um, despite of it how it looks, to accomplish their goals and set their goals and do what they want to do so they can win in their winning season because. I felt like I went through all of that, not for myself, but to help other people. You know, yeah. I want to ditch the stereotype of struggling single moms. Like we're ditching that. That's not what we're doing. We're not doing that anymore. And that inspired me to write my book and to um, coach other single moms, mm-hmm. whether it can go to, you know, everyone has their own journey, what they want to do. And I want to make sure I'm in the best position to meet them where they're at. That's brilliant. So let's talk just a little bit about the book. So we know what inspired you to write it. So what does winning look like to you? Okay. For me, winning to me is making sure that I have my peace of mind. I think it's mental. Like once I found out how mental this was and how I have enough power and strength to choose, to choose, it's not always just angry and fear and stuff. I can choose to be happy. I can choose to be content. I can choose to be satisfied with the bare minimum because that's my happiness. That's where I'm winning. You -hmm. know, me and my kids don't have to eat lobster and steak to make it seem like we're winning. You see what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. for me, winning is that peace of mind and making sure that everything's okay. We're living, we're fine. So that's my winning season, you know, from the struggle to being able not to worry about anything. Mm -hmm. Um, That's my winning. Yeah, so, and you, yeah, yeah. you're a coach as well. So how have you found coaching like during the pandemic? Um, how have you found coaching single single moms? Um, surprisingly, they're, they're starting to reach out to me more and more. Um, when I first started, yeah. When I first started, I used to have one or two women, you know, then I started to get three and four. And then hearing the testimonials as I'm circling back, that's giving me motivation to push my brand down. Like, okay, yeah, this is working. What I'm doing is right. So, uh, mostly I think women are, were in the transition to, be in a better position during the pandemic, knowing that they, hey, they don't have to work. They don't have to work for somebody else. They can do what they want to do for themselves. So I, I'm starting to help a lot of women pick up a lot of side end jobs to make ends meet, where before they were just barely making it with their one income. Yeah. Um, so we're, I'm beginning a little bit more creative with my brand, with these women and meeting them, you know, where they're at with that. Because yeah. on your page, you're a big advocate for being debt-free. Um, please tell tell out. I know why it's important, but please tell the audience why you feel like being debt-free as a single mom is like uh, a the first thing you need to do. Oh my gosh! Because once you eliminate your credit card debt, you have more money to save, mm-hmm. and you'll have that cushion of that emergency savings just in case something happens. Lord forbid, you know. Now you're you're in debt because you didn't have the money saved up. If your car went out, you need a gas, or you need to pay. I don't know, an emergency something service. And because you had to use your credit card and pay that back over time, you weren't financially in the position to spend that money in the first place. So I believe once you eliminate your debt, it's like cancer to money. Once you leave debt, the interest rate is horrible. Then you have more money to save and then you can tell your money what to do. But as long as you owe somebody, you got to pay their people back. And that's forever going to be on your shoulders. You know, knowing every month your money's going to someone else's pocket when you can stay in yours. So I'm a huge advocate of single mothers to get in the financial position as soon as possible, um, whatever that looks like. And I help with that too as well, um, because money is the part that 
can choke us up as single moms. You know, you want your kids to be in the latest and the greatest, but (laughs) sometimes you have to start at the bottom. You know, your kids, I mean, I was at the point to where my kids were wearing nothing but like bike bike shorts and t-shirts, you know, like they really didn't have, but we made it work, Khalifa. And it's so important that sometimes women understand that when you get up on your feet, then you can go ahead and splurge on your kids a little bit more. But until then you have to make it work with what you got. Yeah, they still ate, they still were clean, you know, but we have, I'm trying to get out of debt, son, like, you know, listen. It's very important. It's going to come. Let me get up on my feet. And um, yeah, so I, I try to help women with their finances because that's important um, where yeah. your money goes. Mm-hmm. And you say in one of your posts as well, despite being fearful, jump. Um, why is that so important? Kind of like just closing your eyes and just jumping. I think the fear part is what gets a lot of women um, tied up and not making their next big step or transition in life. And um, I'm a big advocate of doing it scared anyways, because you never know what's going to happen on the other side. Mm -hmm. And if Lord forbid it didn't work, but you jumped anyway, you did it anyway, you know, instead of staying where you're at, stuck, stagnant, and not taking that leap of faith, you're forever going to wonder what if I should have maybe, you know what I mean? And it's better to just take that gamble and jump anyways, um, despite the fear, because we got to bypass those um, insecurities of single moms, that mental head chatter, you know, the unknown is fearful, I get it, but just do it anyways, just do it, take the risk, yeah, and you're you're an advocate for it, clearly, because you you moved to Texas, (laughs) girl, didn't know nobody, Khalifa, I got in here like, okay, do I get my cowboy boots or what, I'm here, you know, a culture shock to me and the kids um you know so I did it I packed up whatever I had in my car and I just hit the freeway I hit the road um I got the job I got the job offer on Thursday and I was in Texas by Monday like I was gone girl that's all I needed (laughs) and how how was it how is it in Texas is there any like racial inequalities that are there or is it is it just fine um well I haven't experienced it. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the outskirts of Austin in a city called Colleen. And it's a lot of our people up here. Oh, so I yeah. haven't experienced it. My kids haven't experienced it. Um, it's it's very slow than San Diego where I'm from as far as as, as far as the city city goes. It's not as fast paced as San Diego is. Um, just make sure you do the speed limit. That's all I gotta say. I don't want to <laughs> Parking tickets. Oh wow. So how can um how do you help your single moms not lose themselves? Cause um I think that that's 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 um like we discussed earlier in regards to um marrying our, our kids. Sometimes we can lose ourselves in the single mom, single yes. mom status or lose ourselves in trying to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, how can we still be centered as single moms? What advice do you give when you're coaching moms? I think for the most part, you got to still have a life for you as a woman. I think you still got to carve out some time, whether it's daily, weekly for your to-do list, which you need to do um, to, to keep you balanced. Because um, as us as moms, we're constantly given to our husbands, our kids, our job. So all that energy needs to circle back to us. And you need to find out as a single mom, what do you like to do? Um, for me, you know, 
I had to stop comparing myself to people. I mean, I need to make sure that I was okay where I was at. Yeah, I didn't get my nails done, but guess what? I'm about to go put on these pressed nails for $5. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't get my weave done, but guess what? I'm going to fly iron my hair and it's going to look flawless. So I found like little hacks along the way to, to give me some beauty. You know what I mean? I didn't wear makeup, but I'm going to try this new lip color today. So that's what I did as a single mom when I felt like I needed to find myself. I wanted to glam myself up. I wanted to, I don't care if I'm going to Walmart for whatever reason, I'm wearing my heels. Wow. You know what I mean? I wanted to feel good. You know what I mean? I wanted that energy to come back to me because I felt good. I gave to my kids, my kids felt good. And it was just a full circle. So I, it was, it was like a lot of long time Khalif I spent with myself. I spent with myself to find out what made me happy, what my trigger points was, what, what my goals were, you know, three months, six months, nine months, a year ago. So every day I showed up as that new version of myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I showed up like, okay, this is Andrea now, but you know what? A year from now, this is what I'm going to be doing. And each day I like chipped away at something, you know, whether it's spending $5 or bypassing, you know, the burger shack because my kids want burgers. I can cook at home. We're on a budget. You know what I mean? So I had to figure out who I was. Um, so how do you remove because I know a lot of moms feel like the same way you just said that um, sometimes you have the five dollar press on nails or you could um, go to the nail shop or go to the hair salon and I know a lot of times what, what, let me say with me actually with me when I had my son Josiah I remember I would go all out when it came to Christmas like I would just try and buy mm -hmm. him the world and I remember when he was a baby buying him so much um, for Christmas and he just wanted to play with the boxes he didn't play with the yeah. toys he just played with the boxes and I even did the same mistake I went we went on holiday and um, I bought like it was kind of like Six Flags but it's a place in um, Spain called Porto Ventura so it's kind of like a massive Six Flags kind of theme there and we went to the theme park the first day the second day I had theme park tickets and he said to me oh but mommy I just want to I just want to play with sand you know and I mm -hmm, felt like mm -hmm. why did I have to try and do so much because like mm -hmm. I was carrying so much guilt like I had to overcompensate so yeah. then how do you um advise women as you being a coach like to remove that kind of single mummy guilt that we carry that we have to just be it all <laughs> and do it all and then do us as well <laughs> I think it comes from why are you overcompensating? Where is that coming from? So I think we need to go back, you know, go back to the drawing board to see pinpoint. Okay, did, is am I doing this because it wasn't given to me? Why do I feel I need to pass this on to my kids and overcompensate for them? What am I trying to show lack of? Is it because there's no am I the single and there's no one here with me by by my side? So it even goes deeper into figuring out why you think that that's okay. And I tell my kids that too. And that's a good point for me not to overcompensate and, and feeling lack. That comes from lack, you know, not feeling like you have enough when you do, you know, coming from the struggle and seeing that and knowing that we're going to be okay. And, you know, I got to the point to where I stopped making five course meals. You know, why am I doing this in abundance? Like scarcity like I gotta buy two cans of corn no I could just get one can of corn and we're gonna be satisfied so it's mental it's how I was like you know some people how they were raised you know they were raised to show in that love and that attention in material ways you know and sometimes your kid is not going to perceive that as love yeah definitely definitely so 
have you found dating then as a as a single mom? I know it's not on one of the questions, but I just wanted to. I'm just I'm always curious to hear about other moms' dating experiences. <laughs> Girl, I'll be outside, Khalif. I'm not gonna hold Ooh, you. <laughs> What's outside? What's outside? Girl, I I go out. I go out with um. I have a good a good set of friends that we go out and we do happy hour. We go out and enjoy ourselves, or I might go outside by myself um shoot I don't know to a lounge or something by myself um I really don't like online dating because I feel like online dating you can't read the energy of the men Mm -hmm. they can tell you anything they can show you anything but if it's not in person I don't feel like I'm getting the whole package so I like to go out and um and meet men or you know talk to men in person in the flesh so Mm-hmm. Um, but I do it, you know, every couple months. I'm not every weekend or nothing um like that. But yeah, I don't mind going out and enjoying myself um with me and my friends. Um and I have a rock a roster, yeah, a roster of men. Um as friends, Khalifa. Ooh, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because because of single mothers, I think it's important that you build a network. You might need a mechanic, a plumber. Yeah. You know, you never know where you might need a handyman around your house. And you don't gotta be sleeping with these men, but you gotta be a friend to these men and you know, for the respect factor in business. You know, you wanna make mm-hmm. sure you always have men in your pockets for stuff like that. Um you need a man with a truck. What if you're going to haul something? You know, you mm. never know. Just, I encourage single moms to have guy friends. I mean, if you can, because, but that's another step, another process of coaching, because you got to make sure you're ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that have that social part in your life. Do you have time to be social, to socialize? Because, you know, a lot of single moms are working two and three jobs and they don't have time for themselves, let alone their kids. And just the factor in dating, that's just a whole nother aspect because uh, after my divorce, I probably didn't date for like the next seven, eight years. So it took me a while ah. to really, yeah. Men move on very quick, apparently. Studies say men move on quicker than women after a divorce. Huh? If studies say men move on quick quicker than women after a divorce girl my ex-husband got him a fiance i don't know how quick months after the divorce girl i said <laughs> listen here honey i ain't even mad at you okay listen yeah uh, but, but i did that and i did that you know strategically because i didn't want my baggage from my you know divorce to trickle into any new relationships so I did that but along the way I I I met guy friends you know and we still talk to this day but um I know the one when I see him girl so I I wanted to ask you a question because you said that you go when you go outside you go um by you go with friends and you go by yourself that's something Mm -hmm. that I've I really want to start doing um, in this new year. I, I, I've got friends that can go to the pictures by themselves. They can go dinner by themselves. And I yes. haven't necessarily been that person. So what gives you like the confidence? What, yeah, to just be like, do you know what? I don't need anyone to tag along with me to talk to. And just, Girl, I, want to, I want to go out, I'm going to go out. Girl, I'll be hungry. Listen, you get you a meal by that bar and get you a glass of wine. Girl, listen, treat yourself. So it's like, necessarily I don't go to get men but if men is there I'll make eye contact I smile I say hello but it's that's it's what I want to do I want to go out to eat you see what I'm saying yeah and and I and that happened by default so a lot of my friends 
schedule wasn't working with mine and I was tired of waiting on them. So I kind of just went by myself one day and it wasn't that bad, Khalifa. It really wasn't. So one time we had happy hour, everyone canceled, everyone backed out. And I had already made reservations for us to go. And I didn't want to leave the reservation because this place is bomb. So I went down there and I said, it's just me. And she was like, no problem. And she gave me like a booth by the bar and it was a wrap. I just got into the habit every now and then if my girlfriends can't make it, I'm just going to go ahead and go by myself. Mm. So that, that happened by default. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm about to get up and get dressed and go out. I mean, I would probably do that, but that's how I got in the habit of going out by myself more and more and more. That is brilliant. And then I got the confidence um, along the way. Yeah. But yeah, brilliant. try it. Try it. I am going to try it. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to, no, no, I've heard so And I'm, it's something I'm definitely going to do. Um, like, not even, I'm not, I don't have to wait till next year, but it's something like that. I want to start taking myself out on dates. I want to start buying myself flowers. I want to start, you know, just doing things for, for me and not have to wait for um, this white, this white and shining, you know, prince to, to come and yes. save me from this tower of, of, of loneliness. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I have heard so many women say that, yeah, you need to start treating yourself how you'd want your partner to treat you because mm-hmm. how else will they yeah. I, yeah see that like if you're already taking buying yourself flowers every week and he comes along and he's not doing that he's gonna think no no I need to up the ante I need to show her that I'm I could do more than she can do for herself and then to Khalifa it's like that's like the bare minimum so if he does give you flowers and if he does get, count you out you already know how to act you're not gonna act like you never had nothing mm. you know that was like one of my things too growing when I, when I started dating, like he can give me a good morning text. And I just thought it was like the beautiful thing in the world mm-hmm. until I found out like, that's what they do out here. You know, more than I start to talk to me and I found out, okay, a good morning, beautiful text is not like, that's like bare minimum basic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's true. What, what's the action after that? That's what I'm looking for. What's up mm-hmm. after the good morning, beautiful text. Exactly. So I found out if you do it for yourself, when men do it, you know how to act. You'll be accustomed to it already, you know? So mm-hmm. that's, that's always um, a perspective to take. You know how to act when you get something. So that means men, <laughs> men are the same all around the world then. Cause I overhear, I remember one of um, what a relationship that I was in and it was going sour and I was saying to the guy that oh my god I remember when we first met you used to send me good morning text messages and now you don't even call me you don't even and I was listing all the, all the things that he was doing so that means that men are just they've got the same blueprint all around the world girl they got the same black book that they play from I'm not going to play with you Khalifa these men out here are something else <laughs> they are something else girl uh-uh it's crazy that's why I'm saying if you know what you like you know what you don't like and you're not gonna entertain what you don't like yeah. you see what I'm saying so listen but yeah I'm I do not- think a lot of women need to do the inner we need to do the inner work and I I think love is beautiful um yes. yeah love is being in yes. love is amazing but you have to be ready and the thing is because we have kids as well I I one of the reasons why I was happy in a way that my son's dad kind of wasn't involved at all after I had him was because I feel like you can break my heart yeah and I'll find a way to heal it but I couldn't take if he broke my child's heart you know so that that's something that I just said oh gosh I I can't have my my child's heart being broken but men need to do better (laughs) yeah 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 and um you know I feel like 
when it comes to, you know, single moms and men, you got to make sure you're ready for the guy because he don't only got to be a good man to you. He got to be a good stepfather. If it goes that route, you know, if you're ready to introduce the man to your kid and that's a whole nother subject, but you got to make sure you're not that bitter, you know, toxic baby, like you heal completely as a woman, you're whole, you know, before you entertain and even invite a man in your space. You work so hard to get to this point. I would hate to see a woman go through with another break, another heartache because of a man. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure you have that strength and that backbone when you're out here with these men. Um, know, know your non-negotiables, know what you're not going to tolerate. You know what I mean? Your standards, you, you don't got to list it all to him but you know what you like and what you don't like when it comes to these men and dating you know definitely and we need to also set the tone I said this on one of the one podcast um I had a couple of days ago that I was listening to I don't know if I was listening to a woman talk or a man um or I was reading a book but the, the person was saying that she had a date she met a guy and then she she had a date she told him that oh you need to come and pick me up by nine I'll be ready by nine o'clock he said okay fine he came around 9.15, yeah, I think he was calling and texting and saying he was going to be late, and she had taken off all of her clothes, and she didn't answer the door, and he was banging on the door saying, I'm outside, I'm outside, yeah, and then she opened the door and said to him that you're late, so I'm not going out, yeah, yeah. and yeah, and then afterwards, he was, he was so flabbergasted, like, oh my god, this woman is she actually took off her clothes. She's not going back. She, he, she, uh, he asked her, can I come in? She said, nope. So he left and he begged and begged and begged and begged like some men do. And then afterwards, um, <clears throat> she said, all right, fine, I'll give you another chance. Um, and she said, okay, pick me up at nine o'clock. This guy was outside her house at 8.45. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. Okay, that's how you do it though. Yes. So she set such a standard that no 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 my time is gold dust you are not gonna waste it and there's even a book called um the reason why men love bitches I think that's what the book is called and it says that men love women that would set a standard you know like this is what my standard is and I'm not dropping it I think oftentimes when some men can see the woman that they can kind of play emotional table tennis with and that's well do you Mm -hmm. know what uh, she, um, I told her nine o'clock, but I'll be there at 1045. She'll still open the door for me, you know? So we need to do the inner work to, and our kids are watching us as well. That's another thing that we're yeah. seeing that if mommy takes crap, uh, that's what we're, our kids, we're teaching our kids is, is okay. So we even have more of a reason to set standard that, do you know what? If I don't find someone that will love me the way I want to be loved, I don't mind being single, you know? Cause it could potentially right. damage the way your children view relationships and I don't want that we're creating we've got our kids we are creating a whole new lineage of people that are healed so they don't have to go through the traumas that we had to go through so yeah right exactly exactly that's why it's so important about the step daddy factor like is this the kind of person you want around your kids you know I remember one time side note so I was dating this guy and I was talking to him right and um it was okay so he was at the house we were talking we were talking we were talking and then I forgot it was like short day at the kids school and my kids came home early and they seen this man in my house Mm. I mean we're just talking and then my kids I asked him to leave and he left and then um I said 
son. I said, that was my friend, you know? And he was like, okay. And then she was, he was like, but mom, I know you're not going to talk to him anymore because he has tattoos on his face. Mm. I mean, the guy had tattoos on his, visible tattoos on his face, but it was a simple fact that my son knows, like, like, why would you walk, you know, around mm. with tattoos on? Yeah. So, I mean, as a friend, you know, we were talking, I, I didn't see myself, you know, taking any more past friendship, but for my son to pinpoint that out yeah made it seem like dang I said that till instead that's in knowing that I'm not going to settle with just anyone and image is important to my kids mm, that's so true yeah and kids can it's weird kids can pick up things you know I yes. even when yeah they can I remember when my mom because my mom was a single mom and she was dating this particular person and he used to try and like win us over and buy us McDonald's, buy us this, buy us that. But I just didn't like this man. And my mom got so, and that's, this is something I've said I will never do to my kids. Like say to them, look, this is who I'm dating and I don't, I don't care. You know, yeah. so this is, this is mommy's life kind of thing. Because our kids have the best intuition. Like they're, they're, they can be naughty. <laughs> kids can be very naughty, but they can see certain things that we can't see and I'll give you another example when Josiah was a baby and we were in church there was this particular man my son would go to everyone he was such a friendly baby but there was this particular man that would come up to me and he would say oh let me carry your baby and my son would scream he would be crawling crawling on my back not wanting to go to this man and um yeah we found out some craziness about the man later on afterwards anyway but kids have intuition and we need to listen to them yes there's going to be some jealousy even when my mom with that relationship it, it went left and I kind of used to say to her, you know I told you so I told you that man was weird I told you that man was you didn't want to listen to me <laughs> you just wanted to do yeah. I found someone and I'm in love so we need to yes there could be an air of jealousy this person's take, taking away yeah. my my mom but kids can see certain things that we <clears throat> we can't see when we have our wonderful rosy colored spectacles because men right. are on their best behavior <laughs> when you know the kids are there but what happens if you which I don't advise anyway if you leave your child for five minutes with the person and go to the shop can you trust that person you know right so we really right. need to right. um yeah, we need to we need to be very cautious and listen to our children yeah and really yes. listen yes. to them when they say mommy this person I don't like them why don't mm -hmm. you like them what can you sense yeah. you know and yeah believe our kids as well that's another thing believe them believe absolutely them. you're right so let's go back onto your book um okay. so you're self-published yeah so yes. so why did you go that route and why was it important and why do you think self being self-published is better I think self-publishing is good for like beginner stages you know um like coaches if you want to consult with something a how-to book so I think self-publishing is good in that aspect I'm not rich you know what I mean I don't think that um publishing the traditional way would have benefited me because I would have to go through a publisher and get a trademark and they get more percentage and um I think the traditional way to publish is it's more better for like actors actresses entertainment that stuff when they have their book and they want to publish it but self-publish for like regular people I think it's the best way you get your work out quicker it's easier to you know put it online you have more control on the back end so self-publishing is the best way to go out versus going um you know the traditional way of book publishing 
okay and how long did it take you to like write the book and execute it and do all like the marketing the cover um all that took about four months because I started in January in 2020 and then I got done in April what January yeah January yeah yeah a little bit but remember Khalifa I already been was sitting on this project so I just needed to make sure I had the time frame to get it done so my goal was to get it out in 2020 I didn't have an exact month but I knew I wanted to get it out before you know the six month mark wow because I'm so I'm currently writing at the moment, but I have been, yeah, I, I have wanted to write this book from, let's just say my son's 10 now. So I've wanted to write it for, for 10 years and I've been procrastinating and procrastinating. Yeah. And, um, but I, I feel like we have to be accountable. Yeah. So I've said, yeah. I've told so many people about this book now that I would be embarrassed not to deliver. <laughs> see, see. <laughs> So why That's do you right. why do you think though like because I know so many people that are in the same that are in my position yes. like I think that there's a study that says there's a book in there's a book in not a study sorry there's a quote that says that there is a book in all of us so yes, why it is. <clears throat> so why do you think that so many people want to write a book but then we procrastinate and yeah we just don't deliver think you got to make your book your priority um I think it is that you're 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 doing a whole bunch of busy work you're not focused um you got to get in that space where you wake up and you do your book like your book is your job you got it like you clocking in and clocking out that's how you got to do your book and that's what I did I spent eight hours a day on my book to get it out um so whatever thing anything that I did in regards to that book and it's not done, I did it, you know, whether it's, you know, editing, formatting, whatever it is, I made sure I got it done. And then I had deadlines to get it, to get it out. So, um, I think you just got to get focused and you got to make sure that you just eliminate all, all the, all the distractions. Um, Mm -hmm. that's it. You just not put in there first. Um, it's not, it's not on your uh, to-do list today. <laughs> it's on your to-do list, but not today. Yeah. That's it. You just got to prioritize it in your life and when you want it done. So my question to you is, when do you want your book out? Um, next year, January. Okay. So how many months we have left in this year? What month are we in? October, November, December. Yeah. Three months. Yeah. Yeah. And are you done writing? No. Okay. So what are you going to do this week in regards to your book this weekend? What are you going to do? you see it's not planned have a glass of wine (laughs) (laughs) you gotta plan it in your life Khalifa it's not gonna write itself girl yeah I know no I I, I need to hire you as a life coach (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I I encourage you to write at least a chapter this weekend you can do it okay oh okay I'll do it I'll do it yeah and then on starting on monday you write another chapter you know you just gotta be dedicated and get it done and by time january come all you gotta do is your finishing touches and publish it and publish it no you're right no you're right i've been yeah i've been dancing with procrastination i need to sit sit her down and say no no i need to i need to do this because one thing the pandemic has taught me is that life is too short so anything you want to do just just do it whether whether you think it's gonna bang or not bang even with this podcast I didn't I just had it did it as an emotional outlet and it's just yeah it's been amazing so I kind of feel like it yeah I kind of feel like um sometimes you feel oh what happens if it fails but then what happens if it succeeds so we, yes 
And sometimes yeah. we're afraid of success, you know, like we're like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. I relate to that so much. And that's why I haven't brought my brand out until this year. I've been wanting to do my brand since 2019. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to go, go about it. And um, the, the fear of success was definitely waiting on my shoulders. And I got over that because I realized there's more women in there who need me than just yes. me being successful. So that that's what pushes me knowing that someone out there needs me and I'm going to have to serve them. So that's how I got over that it's not about me being successful it's about me having the opportunity to serve a mom who's at her wits end yeah so what um, advice would you give to a mom listening right now that you being a life coach you um being brave enough to pick yourself and your kids and moving all the way to Texas by yourself and um being unapologetic that's the word actually yeah you've been unapologetic in regards to your choices in life and wanting to win and choosing to win so what advice would you give to a single mom listening that actually just really can see other women winning and they want to join that kind of that vip club I think for the most part, women don't give up, don't give up on your dreams, um, find your purpose in the midst of it all. And know that your temporary, the situation that you're in is only temporary. Um, you're going through that for a reason, learn your lesson, gain your experience, set your goals and move on. Um, I don't want to, I don't like to see women whose, whose energy is low. I like to uplift, motivate, and inspire women. So if your energy is low, I would just suggest that you try your best to get out that dark spot. And what that dark spot is, is, um, not feeling uh, worthy. You don't feel worthy that you're going to have, you know, a successful life. So what you can do, I want you to visualize you living your dream life. And that's not going to cost you nothing because you can dream for free right? And then that's going to set the energy and the tone for you to start to raise your vibration. And hopefully, you know, you get in good spirits and make your dreams become a reality. But I will say that their environment is crucial. Um, It's so many gems that I want to give women. That's why each, each situation experience is different. But for the most part, just realize that you're only going through the struggle temporarily. It's not going to last forever and do not give up. Brilliant, Brilliant. Where can people find you on social media? Okay, so I am on Instagram. Um, everyone, you can find me at the initials, the single mother foundation is spelled out LLC. And I am going to in my website, all my links is in my bio, but I am on Instagram. Oh, brilliant. I want to say thank you so much for taking out the time and coming on the Happy Single Moms podcast. Your advice has been so amazing. And going forward, I am going for the win. I'm going to win the race. Yes, Yes. (laughs) go ahead. Go for the win. Thank you so much. I'm breaking your arms, I lose control when I get